Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnished tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. This is Danny and Dusty. What God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. What ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app. Describe the ruckus, sir. And 1080. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty on this Thursday. Thank you for being with us. If you missed any of hour number one, including... Uh, my incredible driving skills. You can check it out. Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots, your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Wherever you get your podcasts at. Um, went through it. They call you Speed nice. Racer for a reason. Look, I, I don't know. I, I, it was uh, like Tokyo Drift. It was, yes. it was me watching Fast and the Furious movies. Vin Diesel. Who said that those movies can't help society? Mm. Society. Society. Hey, look, I'm a big family guy because of those movies. Family. 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 Family over everything. Everything. All right. Uh, we got a lot of football we got to get to. Picks coming up at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. We got our picks for divisional round weekend of the NFL playoffs. Um we got some coaching news in, in around the NFL, though. Mike McCarthy will be coming back to the Dallas Cowboys. We talked with Joe Fisher yesterday about that. That's a hell of a decision by Jared Jones. He just wants his thumb uh, on the scales of his coach. Of course he does. I love that the, uh, hey, buy into us. That's the rallying cry of the Dallas Cowboys. Buddy, you're America's team. Like, you got plenty of people buying into you all regular season Whoa. long. And then you go and you fall on your face in the playoffs time and time and time and time again. Nobody's buying into this anymore. Michigan is America's team. You didn't listen to Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. You can't say that Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys are America's team. They might be, what, what's his saying? He's always saying they're like, they're glory or something. Isn't that what he's always alluding to? What? Well, what what, what's Jerry always trying to find? He's trying to find glory. Oh, isn't I didn't that know, his whole bit? I didn't know where you were going with that. What are you talking about? Uh, do you know the quote? I don't know the quote. No idea. Do you want to say the quote? Mm. What Jerry's looking for? 
No. <laughs> I think that's it. I, I think that's it. But in all seriousness, here's why he can't move on from Mike McCarthy, because he won't be the star if he moves on from Mike McCarthy. Jerry Jones has to be the most important thing in Dallas. I'd be furious if I was a a Cowboys fan. Well, I, be- I would be furious because I here's the thing. Jerry Jones is always talking about wanting that glory and returning to glory again and winning another Super Bowl, and that's all he wants to do. And despite the fact they've built a roster that can do just that, I mean, hell, you had three of your offensive linemen were first or second team all pros. Like, you you have weapons all over the field, offensively and defensively, yet you fall apart in the most critical times of the season. And that is starting at the top and working its way all the way down. It's that trickle down all the way down the roster. And so Mike McCarthy, we, why did he get fired in Green Bay? He got fired in Green Bay because of not being able to win in the playoffs. Clock management in critical situations. Game management. It, it's, it all had come to a head in Green Bay. And it was like, hey, fresh start. And look, Aaron Rodgers deserves a ton of flack that he gets in the distraction that he does create because I do believe that you're seeing a Green Bay team that without the cloud of Aaron Rodgers that always kind of surrounds him, you're seeing growth uh, in that organization and on this team this year from week one all the way to the, to where they end up with an upset of the Cowboys in Super Wild Card Weekend. Jer- Mike McCarthy... It was like, oh, you know, it was just time had run its course with Aaron Rodgers, a tough guy to work with. No, Mike McCarthy's still making the same boneheaded mistakes in the playoffs that he did in Green Bay, too, Mm. right? His team just did not look ready to play in the most important game of the season. In fact, the only game that really matters this season, Mm, (laughs) Super Wild Card Weekend. Dak reverted back to bad Dak, too. And now that can be a a large part on Dak. Dak's the one who chose to throw the ball into double coverage multiple times. Yep. But Mike McCarthy's also calling those plays. I saw this on ESPN, and I felt like it was an interesting comparison. When you look at McCarthy, and you look at Sean Payton, and you look at Mike Tomlin, we think of those three coaches vastly different, right? Yeah. When people think of Tomlin, it's, well, he's kind of mediocre. Mediocre Mike, right? That's what they always tell him. He finds a way. It's seven wins Sark, but in the NFL, he's going to find a way to get his nine wins, and that's what he's going to do. You look at Sean Payton, and people talk about Sean Payton. Oh, he's this great offensive mind. He was great with the Saints. He helped take Drew Brees to the next level. Then you look at Mike McCarthy, and it's like, the only reason that big, dumb idiot is here is because he got lucky, he had Aaron Rodgers, and now he's got this loaded Dallas Cowboys team. It's the same guy. Mike McCarthy can coach football. He, he, he can, but it is massive meltdowns in the most inopportune times. But they're the same guy. Yeah. They have the same win percentage. They're all three in in the 600s, all right around that 620 mark. And they all have one Super Bowl. But we think of them vastly differently because, honestly, I think it's how how they carry themselves. Yeah. And Mike Tomlin, just for the last four years, keeps getting exactly to nine and eight. Getting in. He just does in enough. advance. But there's also, like, they've not had a quarterback. Everybody's like, he hasn't won a playoff game since 2016. You mean the last time that Ben Roethlisberger was a good and decent quarterback that you could roll out onto the field? Right. Pretty important position. Your offense, like, 
Pittsburgh looks like Iowa, and they play offense like Iowa. Like, they are the Iowa version of the NFL. Offensively, that's what they were. Their offense did have an uptick once you made the coordinator change. It was much needed. They need to be more dynamic, but they also need far better quarterback play. I mean, just look at how many weapons they had offensively that they are void of now. Like, Pickens is very good. Najee Harris can be good. A big-time malcontent. He is hard to wrangle in, but... I think a lot of receivers are when your quarterback play is so subpar, mm. right? They they improved their offensive line this year with the addition of Isaac Sayomalu, who I think it, he's a local guy, right? Corvallis High School, Oregon State guy. The offensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles looked far different without him playing left guard in between Mailata and uh, Jason Kelsey. Like, they did look in the interior of their offensive mm-hmm. line looked way different this year. Right, He's in Pittsburgh. They need a quarterback in the worst way possible, because it ain't Kenny Pickett. It's not Ray Mason Rudolph. Sure as hell ain't Mitch Trubisky. Hmm. Like they, Pittsburgh has got, but Dallas, they also they have a better quarterback situation. But Dak Prescott is still he's Mike McCarthy playing quarterback though. He's Tony Romo two point But like so, but here and he, here's the thing with Dak. Mm-hmm. It is like become like people have dug in. You're either Dak supporter or anti Dak. I I truly do believe this. Like everybody's like, Kellen Moore is a horrible offensive coordinator. Same s is happening. Nothing. The changed. same thing is happening. He melts down in big moments. That's your slinger. Mm-hmm. That's your gunslinger right there. And it's it's not a Kellen Moore issue. It's not a Mike McCarthy play calling issue. There's also this element of Dak Prescott not being that dude when they have needed him in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a fair assessment of Dak Prescott at this point in his career because we've seen it time and time again. Was he 2-5 and five in the playoffs? Yeah, that's right. Him and Baker, same amount of wins. This is a, a, a quarterback who is very good, but I think he is also, when I say it starts at the top with Jerry Jones, he gets that protection from Jerry Jones where it's like wholly insulated, right? where Dak never has to face the music on anything that he does because he's going to be wholly supported by Dak, by Jerry Jones at all times. That like That is a problem in, in Dallas. But he's going to be supported by Jerry Jones, again, because I think that Jerry gets to still be the star. Jerry gets to go, and he gets to have his local radio hit yep. every single week, and people come to Jerry, and they ask Jerry what his opinions are. Jerry wants to be the star. There's yep. a reason that Jimmy Johnson got fired. It was because Jimmy Johnson was starting to become one of the stars, and it wasn't given to Jerry. And we see this all the time. I mean, shoot, Jerry Krause did this, and I know it's kind of apples to oranges, but he did it with the Chicago Bulls. He got tired of not getting the credit, so he tore the team down so that he could build it back up his own way. Jerry did the same thing with Jimmy Johnson. That's why they hired stupid-ass Barry Switzer. Bozo. That dude couldn't coach, and he won a title, but he won a title with Jimmy's guys. Jerry wants to prove to everyone that he can win a title. Damn, Barry Switzer was a good coach, though. In college? Yes. Jerry wants to prove that he can win a title, but he wants to prove that he can do it his way. The problem with his way is he gets a lot of guys who are above average, Dak and Mike McCarthy, but when they need it to the most, they disappear. Mm -hmm. And this is going to continue to happen. Yep. All right. Well... I wanted to get nothing into, like, I was just, like, look what the Cowboys did. I don't want to get in the Cowboys. Like, come on. 
Maybe they are America's team. No. We just talked about them for 13 minutes. Well, they they become this conversation focal point in the offseason because of stupid stuff that they do, like keeping Mike McCarthy, right? Bill Belichick would not have been a good hire there. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. He would have eaten Dak alive, and he would have he hated would Jerry eaten. Jones. He might have killed Jerry. Yeah, and then eaten him. Cannibalism. Where is his skin? But there is... Stop. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. There is the next domino to fall. It could be a big one. We could, And there's a reason why it's lingering out there. And there's a lot of guys that are lining up and stacking up interviews right now across the NFL. There's two franchises that appear ahead of the curve and out in front of everybody else, though. We'll get to that next. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan. All right, the NFL coaching carousel continues to move around. Patriots have been filled. Gerard Mayo is their head coach. He was the head coach in waiting there. But there are two teams that kind of seem like they are out in front. Of everybody else is in the open vacancies. Chargers and the Falcons seem like the two teams that are getting the biggest names and getting their ducks in a row with uh, multiple interviews already done. Atlanta has already interviewed with uh, Bill Belichick, and they're going in for a second interview with, with the hoodie. They get Harbaugh, too? Jim Harbaugh has interviewed with them. Uh, Mike Vrabel is reportedly going to interview with the Atlanta Falcons. Eagles offensive coordinator Brian Johnson is going to interview with the uh, with the Falcons as well. Them and then the Los Angeles Chargers, which Jim Harbaugh has also interviewed with the L.A. Chargers already. And then they are going to interview Mike Vrabel. I think that, that that's a sneaky good fit. 
It would work really well Mike there. Mike Vrabel in L.A. with the Chargers. Um, and then Dan, they're going to interview Dan Quinn um, and Leslie Frazier, the former uh, Vikings head coach and uh, defensive coordinator. He is also uh, interviewed with the Chargers already. Those seem to be the two teams that are kind of out and in front of everybody. Vrabel also will reportedly um, – the the Seahawks are going to try to get in and get an interview with uh, Mike Vrabel, which – if you're a Hawks fan, I would love that way more than Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is uh, interviewed with the command or will interview with the Commanders, Seahawks, and Chargers. He has already interviewed with the Panthers and Titans. Have you seen who the Titans have been interviewing? No, I've been laughing at the graphics Nutty. that the Chargers and the Atlanta Falcons drop. It's almost like we've gone college football recruiting. Oh, absolutely. We're now like I'm waiting for Brian Kelly to get on the spinning circle with Jim Harbaugh like look who is just down in Atlanta. Yeah, we've interviewed. It's ridiculous. So-and-so. It's the dumbest thing. The Titans have interviewed Dan Quinn. Hope they hire him. And then Frank Brown. Who? Oh, he he was the offensive coordinator for the dynamic offense that was the Carolina Panthers this past year. Which, actually, scheme was the least of, of their worries. Frank Brown is regarded as a, a very sharp kind of head coach and waiting type guy. But the Carolina Panthers offensive coordinator and Dan Quinn, those are the two interviews, like the big ones that have popped off for the Tennessee Titans. This is why you, when you say fire so-and-so or your head coach fire somebody, they better have someone else lined up that is better. Neither one of those guys are better than Mike Vrabel. No. But, I can tell you that right now. But we all know that. She yep. fired him, the owner, mm-hmm. because she was offended that he didn't outright say, I don't want the Patriots job. That's ridiculous. That's what. That's clearly what happened. And the he also said when he was in New England and he said, uh, hey, don't take this for granted because not everywhere is like New England. When he was being inducted into the ring of honor. Your, your owner got offended. Yeah. Felt like someone was well, saying the, the glass or the grass was greener somewhere else. Yeah. But that's that's the problem with a lot of these owners that meddle too much. I mean, well, and that's why David Tepper is having a hard time right. finding anybody that'll take that take interviews. Dan Quinn will interview there, though. Well, of course he will because he wants to have another head coaching job. I think when you look at the stats, and he knows it, he's a defensive coach. He's a smart guy. He knows that he's gotten. I don't want to say lucky. But the last two years, his defenses have been bolstered by turnovers. And there is something to be said about turnover luck. There are times where your corner makes a great play and he intercepts the ball. Or your D lineman comes in, strip sack. But there's a lot of times where that ball hits off a wide receiver's hands funny and it just goes right to your safety. Or it hits, you knock the ball to the ground, it bounces right into your Mm -hmm. linebacker's hands. And the last two years... Those Dallas defenses, they've been bolstered by turnover luck. Mm-hmm. When you look at the pure stats, those defenses are not that good because he runs an old-school style. He runs the old-school soft of, zone that Seattle he used He is to. the best pass rusher in the game right now. Micah Parsons yes. is, is, isn't it. And that, look, Steelers fans go, T.J. Watt! Leads the league that. Micah Parsons is a damn machine. He is a machine. He's the scariest guy in the NFL because yeah. he's the fastest and the strongest at that spot. Yeah, um, Commanders are also interviewing Dan Quinn and also Raheem Morris, the uh, defensive coordinator for the Rams, who's former uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach, Raheem Morris. But Bill Belichick to Atlanta still is kind of circling out there, man. And that's an interesting one. They have got talent. They need a quarterback. 
they are set up in a good place and they have an owner who's committed to winning. And, dude, I don't think that Arthur Blank needs to hear much more from from Bill Belichick after his team blew a 28-3 to lead in the Super Bowl against him. You know, do you just ask him like, if you're up twenty eight to three in the Super Bowl, what would you do as the head coach? Well, I think they're they're in a position too where I would run the ball. Run you can just go ball. draft that QB. You sure just go can. out. You're in a. I mean, they're what eighth? They're drafting eighth. Uh, yeah, so they're not going. They're not going to get the guy, but or the next guy. Boy, it'll be interesting to see how many teams end up going quarterback in that. In the early rounds, because think about it. It always seems to be more than you think. Yep. You got Chicago, Washington. Both of them need a quarterback. New England could need a quarterback. They could go quarterback. Then you have Arizona. No. Chargers. No. Giants. They just paid uh, uh, Daniel Jones. But who knows there. Seven. You have the Titans where they got Will Levis. Okay, so you're probably going to get the third best quarterback, and that's just if if this is chalk, because then you have Atlanta sitting at eight. If you're getting the third best quarterback or the fourth best quarterback, that's without some some team being desperate and jumping ahead of you in the in draft position to go and get a quarterback. So, I I, I don't know wh- where they go there. Do is Bill Belichick enough to bring in a quarterback off, off go the after street? Kirk Cousins, bring in Kirkers, control the game, get the ball to Kyle Pitts. Get the ball to Drake London on the outside, hand it off to Bijan Robinson, mm-hmm. and just be a damn. Algier's good too. Yeah, people don't give him enough credit. Yeah. He's a good running back. Too. A damn good running back. I, I think, if you had to bet right now, you got to bet on Belichick to go to Atlanta. Right? Yeah. That seems to be the best fit. That's where the most smoke is. I mean, people are out there right now looking at uh, the flight logs. Yeah, trying to figure out where where Blank's going, and it always seems like he ends up. Back on Bill. Hey, here's an interesting interview that happened. You mentioned the the uh, whole, it's getting like college recruiting. You see who the Chargers interviewed today? No, I know they, I know Harbaugh yesterday. David Shaw. David Shaw. Former Stanford head coach. David Shaw interviewed for the Chargers head coaching job. I, I would not assume that he would be one of the main targets, but I don't hate that. Yep. People remember David Shaw at the end and not what he was Dude, for David the majority of his career. A brilliant man and a damn fine leader of men. He made Stanford work, and I know Jim made it work first, and he's a disciple of Jim, but he made Stanford a yep. powerhouse in the Pac-12, a legit national title contender, Rose Bowl contender, almost every year that he was there mm-hmm. until the last two or three, and he did it with the worst recruiting classes possible. That dude can win. And I, uh, I would well, love I'll push back on that. He had he, he signed had better than I remember. Yeah, he signed the greatest offensive line ever. In 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 recruiting. Well, and built it, yeah. I mean, no, no. He signed like from a rankings perspective. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think all of them were four or five star guys. All right, and and I'll I'll yeah. eat it there, but that also shows you how good of a coach he is. Like he can get in the free agents. Honestly, I I think his system would work perfect for Justin Herbert because he would ask Justin Herbert to be a, a star, but he's not putting it all on his shoulders, which is no. what they've done the last three or four years that Justin Herbert's been in Look, the league. Convincing kids to go to Stanford is not the issue. Like if you get an offer from Stanford, you should take that damn offer from Stanford. Here is where I believe in guys like Jim Harbaugh and David Shaw. 
Because what both of those guys were able to do is something that is insanely hard to do. They convinced some of the smartest people in the world to care about football and to continue to care about football. Because when Buddy Tevens was the coach at Stanford, nobody gave a rip about the football program. Mm-hmm. They didn't get any guys in, had no leniency with getting guys in or preferential treatment from admissions prior to that. Both Harbaugh and David Shaw, now, they didn't get like guys that had like a 2.3 in high school in to Stanford because Stanford does have teeth and they do have credibility. But they were able to work on the periphery of, this guy probably wouldn't get in. And they were able to convince those people and in admissions in the presidents and chancellors of the university at Stanford to say, hey, maybe we should lean into this football program a little bit more. And what did it do? Like, if you can convince those people to care about football, you sure as hell are going to get somebody on your football team to care about football. Right. (laughs) So that's what I believe in Jim Harbaugh and David Shaw. Here's the thing about Harbaugh. He's his last domino to fall. And there is a reason why Jim Harbaugh is as methodical in this process as is possible because he wants one of his guys to to take over for him at Michigan. He wants more. Whether it's Ron Moore or it's Jesse Winter, their defense coordinator, whomever it is, I think it is more. But the longer you drag this process out, the all of the names start going away from that pool, right? Jed Fish would be a guy that if Jim Harbaugh would have left a week ago, Jetfish's name would have been up for the Michigan job. Well, shoot, Kalen DeBoer. Kalen DeBoer would have been up for the Michigan that was, job. That was the joke. Kalen DeBoer will leave Washington after losing the national title and be a national title champion because he'll be at Michigan. That was the joke. And now you sit there and you, you go, all right, DeBoer's at Alabama. Jetfish is up at, at UW now. I'm taking a look around and going, all right. If I drag this out, it helps my guys and it helps me because mm-hmm. if I don't if I don't get what I want, he can always come back. It does feel like Harbaugh is going to be gone, though. And then that yeah. uh, that opens up not just another major head coaching job that people need to start shaking in the boots over, your coach leaving, whoever your coach is, um, but your coach leaving and then opens the portal. Mm-hmm. Portal opens for 30 days after Harbaugh uh, announces that. And this also is beneficial to Michigan in this regard, that if as guys are committing out of the portal already, you know, you, you saw that, Oregon just picked up uh, Brandon Johnson, the the corner out of uh, Duke yesterday. Mm -hmm. It appears Jabbar Muhammad is down to Texas, Oregon, and Alabama. The UW corner, it does, uh, I think, on three, has the prediction of him going to Texas and playing for Sark um, and finishing up his career at the University of Texas. Like, as these guys start getting swooped up out of the portal, then the Michigan guys, all of a sudden, a lot of the top-tier programs are going, hmm, we don't need them. We're kind of we've full. Already, we've already got we, them. We filled our holes. Mm-hmm. It's beneficial in a lot of ways for Harbaugh to drag this process out for just a little bit longer. But I think it's going to happen sometime soon. We're going to hear Harbaugh. I, I think it's interesting how many interviews he is doing. I mean, you thought it was going to just be like Chargers or then he goes into interviews for the Falcons job. Mm-hmm. And that would be an interesting fit with Harbaugh down in Atlanta. I don't know how much that fits, but... We're also waiting on one more NFL team. What are the Eagles going to do with Nick Sirianni? I, I, from what the reports are coming out of there, it sounds like he's going to come back. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, so. Don't know if I love that. But if that job opened up, like Harbaugh in Philly, Vrabel in Philly, 
Belichick in Philly. You got to rebuild that whole roster, though. They have a lot more holes than Eagle fans will tell you, because Kelsey being gone, you have to, you do have to worry about how long you are going to be getting into uh, a roster that has like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham on the defensive side, Lane Johnson, and how many injuries is he going to put up with before he decides to hang it up? He's thirty-three years old. I um, think he did an interview, if I remember right. He said thirty-four, thirty-five is when he was going to hang him up. So Flet- he's only got a year or two. Fletcher Cox is thirty-three. Brandon Graham is thirty-five. Like those are big holes that you're going to have to fill. Big holes that you're going to have to fill, not just from a production on the field. But from a leadership in the locker room, too. Because if Kelsey's gone, if Lane Johnson hangs it up, if Brandon Graham hangs it up, if Fletcher Cox hangs it up, who are your leaders? Your leaders are Jalen Hurts, Hassan Reddick. A.J. Brown seems to be well-liked in the locker room, but he's also not afraid to burn it down, as we've seen. Uh, (laughs) Oh, you mean like two weeks ago? (laughs) Like that? Like, Like then? Uh, or the the time a month ago before that where he called a players-only meeting and then just ripped on everyone for not doing their job. <laughs> or the time when he unfollowed then, everybody on Instagram. Yeah, like last week. Or when he was in Tennessee with the Titans and he unfollowed everybody because they weren't going to give him 20 mil a year. Oh. Uh, Mark Andrews, full go for the second straight day for the Ravens at practice. He's, he's now gonna, been upgraded to questionable. He's going to play. I, I think he's – if Samuel Laporta played last weekend – I think I think Mark's yeah. gonna play. I have one more uh, coaching carousel news. You know who's gonna fix Justin Fields in Chicago? DeAndre. Your boy. You know who? You, did you see your boy Dweeberflus, as you like to call him? Not. Mm-hmm. I would never the call dweeb. him that. The dweeb. I would never call Matt Dweeberflus Dweeberflus. But did you call him Dweeberflus? They do. He looks like a dweeb. Cliff Kingsbury. They interviewed Cliff Kingsbury for the OC job. That's right. He's bringing in the Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> That's what he did. Uh, do you think that like Cliff Kingsbury like cracks those jokes at practice? Like, hey, what's the capital of Thailand? Bangkok. <laughs> no, but I uh, I think that Urban Meyer did, and that's why he got fired in Jacksonville. <laughs> mm. Didn't yeah. didn't he? Kick- After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Didn't he do that to the kicker? No, he just kicked the kicker. Well, we don't know what he said. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's go to our worst day on the web. Hey, when you live in an ivory tower... You can't see what the trolls feed on under the bridge. Next on The Fan. Esty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well, that sucks. All right, it is now time for our worst day on the web, and some people just can't hang, man. The Texas fan base continually getting upset at Horns Down 
is one of my favorite things on the internet. It never gets old, and it's always present. Because for whatever reason, like, they get so upset when the horns down happens. Think of this. Like, think of the Oregon fans when they throw up the O and people, you know, do the universal sign for a V, right? They're like, oh, yeah. You have... Washington fans who get the W up, the Troy died in Penny Sewell, W up, W down, right? We're not eating W's. If you're watching on the YouTube, Will I, Ortner just ate his W a la Jameis Winston. I would never do that. You do not see fan bases get upset at, at those kind of slights as Texas fans who get the horns down and demanded, demanded the Big Ten make it illegal. For you to do a horns down against us. The same fan base that throws horns up at any time they could possibly do it. And they're like, it's just a celebration amongst ourselves. You're trying to degrade us. No, 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 no. You've seen horns, you've seen horns up at play, at opposing players too. You see the fan base does horns up at opposing players all the time, right? They just stick their little fingers up and they like, horns up. What we saw last night was the basketball coach at Texas, Randy Terry, after suffering a 77-71 loss to University of Central Florida, uh, which is, oddly enough, there's eight teams ranked in the top 25 from the Big Ten, Big 12. Big 12. It's the Big 12. Which means that now that they have like BYU, Houston, and, and Central Florida and all them, Cincinnati, there's 14 teams in the Big 12. They're a good math conference. There are six teams that are not ranked. Both Texas and Central Florida are two of the six that are not ranked. Okay? Randy Terry, as UCF was going through the high five line, he was dressing down all the players that were giving the horns down. There's like six or seven of them that were giving horns down because they were celebrating a win and they were sick of seeing horns up the entire game from the fans, from the players, all of it. And so he was like, be classy, as going through the line. Right? Okay. He went and he doubled down on it in his post-game press conference. Big sad about horns down. You know, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, you win the right way, you lose the right way. And, you know, I always tell my guys, you know, um, whether you win or lose, you win the right way. You lose the right way. You carry yourself the right way. You don't go through the handshake line or proud to get into the handshake line and have about six or seven guys putting the horns down. We don't do that. You know, because when you do those kind of things, it looks very classless, and it also looks like you were just hoping to win. We never go into games trying to hope to win. We go into games expecting to win. So we don't act like that. You know, we expect to win. We don't jump up and down like like we won a national championship. We sure don't step on anyone's home court deal and act crazy and try to show them up in any way. We don't do that. You know, so that's what I was angry about, and I was letting those guys know you don't do that. You know, you guys won. Hey, we shake, you know, shake your hand, tip our hat to you, but we're not going to let you act that way in our building. You're not going to do that. You're not going to put your horns down and do all that nonsense. I, hey, you know what? I appreciate him talking about how he holds his program and they always want to be, you know, classy. And he, if you see that as classless, go ahead. But to go through and berate the other team through the handshake line, this is just the latest in a case of Texas being way too sensitive over something that 
is playful. They're giving horns down. You give horns up, you horns down. It's always super cool when someone tries to gatekeep celebrating. And I enjoy. Like, how cool of a guy are you where you go, you know what? I don't like the way that you have fun. I'm going to yuck your yum. And none of these guys were, were doing it in the face of any of the Texas players either. No. You know? He's doing this because they're sucking right now. You just said it yourself. They're one of the six teams not ranked. If they were winning and and they happen to lose to UCF, this doesn't happen. I think that this is it. Like when he says you go in hoping to win, no, this is a coach that's going through it because right now they're four games into Big 12 play. They're one and three. And there are some really good teams in the Big 12, as there always are. It's mm-hmm. a it, I mean, it's good conference. Brett Yormark knew what he was doing when he added those additions to make it a basketball power conference. When everybody mm-hmm. was saying football only, football only, they focused on basketball with some good football programs too. Central Florida, Cincinnati, BYU, Houston, all of them have very good basketball programs and have had football programs that have made runs recently. Like, Yormark knows what he was doing when he built that conference to be a basketball power. Texas is 1-3 in in Big 12 play. He's feeling the heat because every Texas fan, because this is what happens when you live in that ivory tower, right? They, They are sitting there, and they're like, we are the best. We're Texas. We should never be one in three in Big Ten, Big Twelve play. That's not us. That's way. That's so far below us. We demand better. He's feeling that heat is what he's is what he's feeling, mm-hmm. and he knows it. But this is what also Texas, their head coach Randy Terry, and their fan base, and everybody that gets upset at horns down. This is what you miss. What feeds trolls is you getting this upset, right? Over horns down, like it, like it is some personal attack on them it's not it's not they're college kids it's the money man's Mm -hmm. when you have a signature celebration when a person gets over on you guess what they're going to do Mm -hmm. they're going to do the signature celebration because they know it's going to get under your skin it makes me laugh every time i see it when you score and you do this you do the money man's yeah guess what when i tackle you or i sack you or i intercept you guess what i'm doing right back in your face but that's why games are fun this is why sports are fun when you handle it like a little crybaby of (laughs) course people are going to keep doing it like how soft is that this it does nothing but feed the trolls they are going to get more horns down now Yes. Than they did at any other point. He's like get it in his face. They will. Or, uh, did I say, gonna call him Randy Terry? It's Rodney Terry. He's going to get it in his face. I might have called him Randy. He's going to get it in his face from some frat bro named Chad. Like, I can't wait till he goes to play TCU. And they're going to have a bunch of Brads and Chads up there. Horns down the whole time right in his face. And they should. Yep. And Terry's done a, he's done a good job. He was a coach at uh, Fresno State in UTEP. Yeah, and then was the lead. He was assistant. great last year. And last they year they took over to make an, sure he could stay as an interim coach, and he took over. But mm-hmm. this is troll food. Yeah, in Texas, as this text on the Vancouver Ford text line says, "You hate horns down now. Just wait till SEC away games. That's all they're going to see. That is all they're going to. Texas is, and they have been the cat's pajamas, and they've gotten preferential treatment at every turn in the Big Twelve. Yeah. You ain't going to get it anymore. No, because you're not the big dog anymore. No, you're not. You're in the big pond now. You're not in the small one. Oh. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. It's a sad day. I always feel bad for Texas when they don't succeed. Do, you do. Huh? Yeah, I, yeah. I root for Texas 
Mm. The New York Yankees. That's right. The uh, Lakers. The Dallas Cowboys. The Lakers. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who else can I root for? I, I root for Alabama Arsenal. football. That's right. Alabama football. Duke basketball. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, when is too much? Nine times. Nine times. Next on The Fan. The Odyssey app and 1080. The Fan. Former Oregon Duck, the product of Summit High School, Cam McCormick announced today he's going to be returning for one final run. And I don't know which one is more ridiculous. Cam McCormick is going to be playing in his ninth year of college football. Ninth year. How many times? Nine times. Nine times. He's been uh, eligible for a college football season. Injury setback after injury setback. I felt awful for that young man. His career just couldn't get off the ground because of injuries. And I don't know what's more ridiculous. Cam McCormick is going to have his ninth year of college eligibility that he will play in 2024. Or did you see Jerry Glanville got another job? Do you know who Jerry Glanville is? I'm aware of Jerry Glanville. Who would hire Jerry Glanville? Well, uh, well, you're not going to like this uh, because a Division II football program uh, called Northwestern Oklahoma State. It's never good if you're having to go to the directional Oklahomas. Yeah. If you have to go to southeastern western state, it's rough. Uh, Jerry Glanville has been hired as the defensive coordinator at Northwestern Oklahoma State. He is 82 years old. Dude, he's going to die on the sideline. One of his players is going to get a holding flag that he doesn't think they deserve and die. Yeah. Jerry Glam, former Portland State head football coach. Uh, he has coached, like, I don't, I don't even know what the Alabama Airborne is. That was his last coaching stop, was the Alabama Airborne of the Major League Football. Do we know what what is that? The Alabama Oh, is that the like the fan controlled? The uh, Major League no. Football is that fan? Is that the Johnny Manziel one? Uh no, I think that was fan controlled football. Oh. Major League Football indoor maybe? No. It's not even indoor? No. Cuz there's a thousand indoor leagues. Uh the MLF and the MLFB Founded in 2014, canceled in 2016. Good run. <laughs> good run they had. But Jerry Glanville, we we know him from being a very good football coach. He was a head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, um, obviously defensive coordinator and head coach of the Houston Oilers as well, Portland State, defensive coordinator with June Jones at Hawaii. But he's 82 years old, and he's going to be a college defensive Let coordinator. Let it go. Dude. Let it go. Well, he subscribes to the Jim Harbaugh. You coach, you play football as long as you can, and then when you're done playing football, you coach football. And when you can't coach football anymore, you die. That is <laughs> that is on what, the sideline. That is what Jim Harbaugh subscribes to, and I believe Jerry Glanville is the same way. So more power to him, and more power to uh, Cam McCormick for getting his ninth year of eligibility. Here's some fun facts about uh, Cam McCormick. Same age as me. Uh, we are the same recruiting class. Is that really? He's 2016. We are the same age, same recruiting class. Get out of town. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Kim McCormick will play his final 
college football season at 20 freaking seven. Gosh. Depending on when his birthday is. So he entered uh, Oregon in the class of 2016. In his class at the University of Oregon, he was joined by Justin Herbert, who has just got his second deal in the NFL, Troy Dye, Dylan Mitchell, Lamar Winston, and Brady Breeze. Okay? The number one recruit of the 2016 class was Rashawn Gary. Number two was Dexter Lawrence. <laughs> Dexter Lawrence? Ed Oliver was was the number seven overall recruit in the class of 2016. Nick Bosa was in that class. <laughs> Nick, Bosa. not not Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa was in that was in that class. Since he committed to Oregon. Oregon has had four different head coaches. He committed to Oregon under Mark Helfrich. <laughs> They've gone through Mark Helfrich, Willie Taggart, Mario Cristobal, and now we're on Dan Lanning. You could add a fifth one if you if you want to add Brian McClendon in there because he was the interim coach for the bowl game after Mario left for Miami. Cam McCormick has been through it, man. He's been through injuries. He has the COVID year, ninth year of college eligibility for Cam McCormick. And I, for one, I applaud it. Hey, go get it, man. If you get those years, use them. But it, it also highlights just how stupid the NCAA is on these rulings, right? This guy, he gets a ninth year of eligibility, but they're like, oh, double transfer for Tez Watkins at, or Tez Walker at, uh, at North Carolina. He can't play. They ruined half of a year for him. Yeah, because shoot. he yeah. enrolled at a school and never played a down of football uh, for I think it was North Carolina Central, and then he transferred and then ended up transferring to uh, North Carolina. The NCAA's transfer rules are arbitrary and stupid, and their rulings on what guys get injury red shirts, which guys don't, and Cam McCormick's were pretty clear because he had season-ending injuries game one or in the off season. Right where it's like, yeah, you give him that medical redshirt year, but you have a guy who's in the in college football for nine years. Meanwhile, guys who just want to play a fifth year at another school, they're just like, mm, nah, not going to do it, man, not going to do it. They're not in it for the best interest of the of the players. We know that for to be true, and it, it's been true for a long time. But Cam McCormick getting a ninth year. If you get nine years, go do it, man. I hope he's a doctor when he finishes school. How many degrees does he have? Can we look that up? Mm. Like, you know how. You yeah. can see contracts of NFL yeah. guys. I want to know how many master's degrees he has. I yeah. spent six years at Central, pretty right. decent student, but I drug my feet because I knew I was going to be there for at least five. Mm-hmm. I still had two bachelors, and it was pretty easy, and I'm one religion class away from a minor. In religion? Yeah. Oh, boy. We only need, like, four classes. I took, like, mythology. Okay. Greek mythology, Roman mythology, and then there was like a Buddhist class. That's a hell of a thing, my man. That's a hell of a thing. Hey, just remember, on my headstone, Will Ortner knew all religions. Yeah, I can't see what what kind of degrees he has. Um, He's got to have at least two bachelors, right? Minimum. Minimum. Yeah, I think he. I think. I think last year, uh, he was he was working on his masters, so. He might. He's but here's the thing though. He should still be. He should still have two bachelors though, because there's no way sure. that it took him five years, unless it's one of those degrees where he's like going to be a doctor after. Yeah, and he's going to operate. 
Yeah, I don't know. Whatever he is, man, he's probably got like 200 credits in college. Well over that. I graduated with 180 in six years. Okay. So he's got to be closer to like almost three. Dr. Will Ortner over No, here. no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not claiming no. that. It's just a normal class is five credits. Yeah. You have to have... Mine were, mine were not. Mine were four. Okay, so then there's a little bit of a difference there between Central and Southern Oregon, but it, you had to have 15 credits a quarter, so you had to have 45 credits a year. Yeah. So 45 times nine, whatever that is, that's what he should have. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm looking. Uh, good. We have a good one here. Uh, check his LinkedIn. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on. He does have a LinkedIn. He is LinkedIn. Does um, he use it more than mm. I do? Do you Can't, have a LinkedIn? I do. I cannot tell you the last time I. He has interned uh, as a fraud analyst for Fidelity. <laughs> That's uh, kind of ironic. The University of Oregon Police Department. He interned there. <laughs> Uh, he has a master's in advertising from Oregon, a bachelor's of arts in journalism and communication with an emphasis on advertising from Oregon, and a post-baccalaureate degree um, in activities in society from the University of Miami. So he's going to have, like, two masters? Yeah. Which, look, if you get nine years in college, use them all, man, because you're not going to the NFL. They're afraid to give guys uh, contracts at 30. He's 27. And he's going to finish his eligibility. Definitely I'm all not for this. a contract. I am all for this, man. I'm all for this. The Van Wilder of college football, God bless him. And he's in Miami, too. I love it. I love it. Good on you, Cam McCormick. And by all accounts, really good dude as well. All right. Uh, we've got to get our picks for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Uh, a lot of action going on. Injury updates abound. We'll get the picks in next. Danny and Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 